That's seven straight wins for your Minnesota Twins. Wow. Let's break it down on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Thursday, April 28th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners. Get $50 off $500. Use code Locked On at checkout. The Twins are gone streaking. Seven in a row for your Minnesota Twins. Again, this is Nash Walker. Been writing at Twins Daily for over two years. Been hosting this podcast for over two years. This is season number four at Twins Daily. Season number three on the podcast. Reading a tweet from Mr. Aaron Gleeman. The Twins have won seven games in a row, which is their longest winning streak since 2011. And when they started 4-8, and eight, I didn't see this coming. I did not see a 6-0 and homestand. I did not see the offense waking up the way that it has in some of these games. Not all. But it's very encouraging. It's great to see. Let's talk about Carlos Correa today. Gilberto Celestino had a nice game. The Twins' depth. Bailey overleaves, unfortunately, with a groin injury. And then we'll look ahead to the Tampa series, which starts tomorrow night in St. Pete. Let's start with Correa. To me, with Buxton sitting, getting a day off this afternoon, remember, the Twins have 13 straight games. This is game three of 13 in a row. So when they rest Buxton in a day game after a night game, I would advise people not to lose their minds. This is going to happen. He's not going to play every single day, especially after the knee injury scare last week and not to mention the injuries over the last five years, right? So 13 games in a row, Buck is not going to play all 13 until the next off day. Day game after night game, you can pretty much draw him up for getting a day off. Rocco did say Correa is going to play many of these games because Correa is coming off a season where he played 150 games and Buxton played 61. They're they're on different stratospheres in that way. Correa did play. He hit second and he was outstanding. He started 0 for 2 and I was thinking again, when is he going to come through? When is he going to produce for this team? And his next at bat, it was as soon as his next at bat, bases loaded, hits a rocket double, ends up turning into a triple with an error in left field. It's 108 off the bat, puts together a great at-bat against Tarek Skubal, and lines one, bases clearing, double. Bang. Ground out at 106 miles an hour, a single at 104, a single at 103, and a fly out at 95 on the exit velocity. So Carlos Correa is hitting the ball super hard now, and he's elevating, hitting frozen ropes more so than he's hitting grounders. Did ground out today once at 106. But Correa coming around at the plate, which is super welcome. That development, it could not be more welcome for the Twins offense. I think I'm hopeful about Correa. One, he's Carlos Correa. Nothing more needs to be said. I'm not, I wasn't worried about his, his cold start. I was just thinking, how long is he going to hurt this offense by not producing? Like he's hurting them actively. But he came on today. He was Carlos Correa. He is Carlos Correa. He's just he's one of those guys where it's it's in the name. Like if Aaron Judge or Mike Trout or Jose Altuve, Ronald Acuna Jr., Juan Soto, the stars of the game, if they're struggling and hitting a buck buck 30 after 15 games, you're going to notice, especially he's coming off a, a contract year and he's on a one-year deal, highest average annual value in, for an infielder in MLB history. 
But he's in that group where it's Juan Soto. It's Carlos Correa. They're going to have a good year if they're healthy, right? You just know it. He's done it so many times now. He's an exceptional player. And this was his game, I thought. Twins held the Tigers down for one run. Bailey overleft this game early. In relief, Cody Stashak was good. Griffin Jacks closed it down. Twins opened up a 7-1 lead, so Jacks didn't have a whole lot to protect there. But this was Carlos Correa's coming out party, I think, offensively. To get on the board for three hits, to drive in a bunch of runs, it was great to see him do that. And I'm excited for this weekend in St. Pete in a climate-controlled environment indoors. And then they're going to go to Camden and Baltimore. They won't be home for a little bit here. So that's very, very good news for the Twins. I think getting him... Leaving on this note and flying out of Minnesota where it's been very, very cold for everybody. Sending down to St. Pete, climate controlled, Buxton's going to play. This offense could be reaching um, an early season peak here, at least completely breaking out of that funk they were in. They're going to have games where they struggle. Shane McClanahan is a super tough lefty. He's going Saturday for Tampa. I would not be surprised at all if the Twins struggle in that game. It's 162, but I will go back to my predictions before the season. My prediction for this team was I think that they're going to have a very good offense. I think at the minimum, this is going to be a top three to five offense in the American League. I think they have a chance to be even better than that. I really do, especially in this division. Are you all that impressed by the Tigers? Are you all that impressed by the White Sox or the Royals? I'm not. I know Kansas City got them for two out of three, but I'm not I'm not super concerned about those teams. And I'm not super concerned the Twins are going to have trouble hitting those teams. You have to remember – they play those teams 19 times a year. Cleveland has a good staff. Cleveland is always tricky for the Twins, pitching-wise. But the other three, they play them 19 times, and now they are 7-1 and one against – or 7-2 and two against the division. So far, I, I have a good feeling about this. I have a good feeling that their offense is going to be able to hit pitching within the division all year. With that being said, there are some very good pitchers in this division. The White Sox bullpen when healthy is going to be tough. As I said, Cleveland's rotation is tough. Kansas City has some dudes. Daniel Lynch look, looks like he's going to be one. You know, Brad Keller's off to a great start for them. But overall, this isn't the American League East where you have a Blue Jays rotation that has like five number twos. You have a Yankees rotation with Garrett Cole and Luis Severino. You have you know a Rays rotation that always find a way to get it done. This is not that. This is This is the American League Central. We know this division. And I think... A big part of why Josh Donaldson signed with the Twins is money. That's why he signed with the Twins. But maybe in the in the initial process, thinking about facing American League Central pitching for 79 games out of the year, I'm sure that enticed him. And I think that probably enticed Carlos Correa, too, to take this deal. Be like, hey, I'll take a some, you know a quasi one-year deal in the American League Central and see the damage I can do in that division. And he hasn't done it to this point, but I'm hopeful that he will. And I'm hopeful that... This offense is going to be good this year. Let's talk about Bailey Ober. Unfortunately, leaves this game early. Huberto Celestino picked it up in Buxton's absence. Let's talk about it after this word from Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile is awesome. Wedding jewelry, everyday fine jewelry, whatever you're looking for, BlueNile.com is the largest online retailer of certified diamonds and fine jewelry. The company offers a superior experience for purchasing engagement rings, wedding rings, and fine jewelry by providing expert guidance, in-depth educational materials, and unique online tools that place consumers in control of the jewelry shopping process. Again, go to BlueNile.com. Lockdown sports listeners get $50 off 500 This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. 
Use code locked on. That's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to bluenile.com today. So, Bailey Over has to leave this game early with a groin injury. He was having some trouble. Uh, you know, I didn't notice that he was completely off. He wasn't making the pitches. He wasn't getting swings and misses. Tigers were just hitting singles all day today. Single, 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 single. I don't think they had an extra base hit, maybe one all day. And I thought Ober was okay. Maybe his his slowest start of the year in terms of his first couple innings, he got in some trouble. But as I expected in the White Sox series Sunday, I expected the Tigers offense to at least put up a fight today after going down 2 nothing in this series. It's not common. Like you see, this is the Twins' longest winning streak since 2011. And they had some rough years in there, but they also had some division winning years and, and three playoff seasons in there as well. It's not, it's not common to go 6-0 and against two teams in your division who are expected to compete this year. It's not common to win seven straight games. Like the, this is not common to even sweep two series in a row. That's That's out of the ordinary, I would say. And it's not a crazy thing. They haven't won 20 in a row, but I'm surprised. I mean, I'm surprised with these last seven games. Not only what the Twins have been able to do, which is take advantage when the other team presents them. The Tigers were terrible today. I thought the Tigers were awful defensively today. Take advantage of that, but also win some games. Take control of some games like they did yesterday, like they did Saturday against the Sox. Game twos of those series, like Joe Ryan did in Kansas City in the series finale. Take control of some games, but also win when the team is handing you opportunities to win. The Miguel Sano double over Robbie Grossman's head, right? The uh, White Sox blunders in the field. Take advantage of those things. Take advantage of games that are sitting there for you to just take control of. And this is how you you put together a seven-game winning streak. And right now, it's exactly what the doctor ordered for the Twins. Ober, probably going to go to the injured list. Possible he doesn't. It's a groin. It's not an arm. So it's not... You know, inconceivable to think that he might just miss a turn and, and stay on the active roster. But with rosters reducing, I think you'll probably see Bailey Ober go to the injured list, which means at least one missed start. You're hoping Sonny Gray, he's, he's going to make a rehab start in St. Pete. You hope that he's back after that rehab start by the time you get to Baltimore. But this is the last series of the month. This will roll over to May. And if you look at my spreadsheet here after a sweep, I have not put in that they swept the Tigers yet, but the Twins are plus one on the spreadsheet. I have them losing two out of three to Tampa. So even if they lose that Tampa series, they're still plus one. They would be, you know, for for the month, plus one on what I predicted here. And I think that that's, that's definitely something. They're 11 and eight. If they lose two out of three, they'll be 12 and 10. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty solid month for the Twins, I would say, in April, given the schedule. And then you look at May, and we we talk about this a lot because it's important, and it's going to be important when we get there next week. You have to you have to absolutely chub up in May, which means you have to get fat on these teams. It's Baltimore, it's Oakland, it's Kansas City, it's this Detroit team you just watched. A lot of gross teams you're playing, teams that are not expected to compete. You can't win this season in May, but you could, you could lose this season in May. If you let things get out of hand, because the schedule does get tougher. This is their easiest month in May. This is when you take firm control in this division. And with the way that they're gelling, the way that they're playing right now, 
I think it's possible. I mean, I think anything's possible at this point with them. The way the starting pitching has gone, the bullpen has been shaky, but okay, good enough, given what the offense has been able to do in some of these games. I think I think it's possible the Twins just go on a run here in May and just keep rolling. The 4-8 and eight start, to me, was, was discouraging. I mean, there were some things that were nice. There were some great – I mean, Byron Buxton was, was great, and the starting pitching was awesome. But – there are four and eight and you are your record and they had lost eight of their first 12 games. And you just, you, it's hard to be hopeful in that case, but seven in a row, seven in a row to improve to 11 and eight just completely flips that script. Let's talk about Huberto Celestino after this word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and the start of the MLB season. BetOnline.net is the best. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Gilberto Celestino, is he going to stick around? He might. He might. He's a nice fourth outfielder for the Twins. Defensively made a great catch today, I should say as well. This defense has been terrific. When you look at pitching, hitting, and defense, the defense, of course, the starting pitching has been awesome, but the defense might be the difference maker in this seven-game win streak. The defense was great last night. The defense was great today. Carlos Correa was exceptional at shortstop. Last night, again today, Gilberto Celestino made a great play in center. I think the Twins, much more than last year, might have some real depth on this team, and I think Sully represents that, Celestino. I don't think he's going to hit very much at the major league level right now. I'm hopeful in the future he gets more time, gets more experience. Eventually, he'll be able to hit a little bit. Now, hit enough to be a fourth outfielder is, is my expectation. Right now, he's probably not hitting enough to be a fourth outfielder. But I think he could stick because he's been he's been doing enough. And he's right-handed. And as I said, 13 games in a row, Buck's going to need some days off. The kicker in this, though, is that Max Kepler is hitting left-handed pitching. So... If Buxton needs a day off and it's a lefty, Kepler's just going to slide over to center. If it's a righty, Kepler's just going to slide over to center. It's pretty simple because he is hitting left-handed pitching. If Kepler was not, again, hitting left-handed pitching, you probably feel better about Celestino staying on the team. But I don't think he will because Kepler is hitting lefties, because he can play center field, because Nick Gordon can play center field. Sully's probably not going to stick around when those rosters do reduce. But He's coming through. This is when good teams have good seasons. When teams have good seasons, they have games from guys you don't expect it from at all that contribute. Guys you don't expect to contribute much at all in that season do so. And Celestino's one of them, right? Coming through today and having a really nice game, getting on base, scoring runs, making catches in center, filling in for Byron Buxton, the team's best player, and helping the Twins sweep in this series and help them another seventh straight victory when Jorge Polanco isn't hitting. And Carlos Correa hit today, but the overall line is not there. Luis Arise didn't have a very good day at the plate. And they still win. They still win. That's the mark of a team that's rolling. They still win despite everybody else. Teams are rolling if everybody's hitting and they're all scoring a bunch of runs like the 2019 club did. But a team's also rolling when they're finding ways to win when guys aren't playing all that well, right? Especially guys you rely on and Polanco and Correa and Buxton didn't play and Luis Arise. They're still winning, and that's that's the difference here in this seven-game streak. It's really exciting to see. They're going to go to Tampa or St. Pete to play the Tampa Bay Rays. Corey Kluber, Dylan Bundy tomorrow night. 
This is a challenge. I will be interested to see how they perform down there against a Rays team that's good again, that isn't struggling in any area, that's just having a solid year. Wander Franco's a beast. Brandon Lau is a beast. They're at home. Randy Rosarena. You got Bundy, who's been great to this point, but I'm, I'm curious to see how he does in this matchup. And then Corey Kluber, sinker slider. We've seen Kluber whoop up on the Twins in the past. This is not the same Corey Kluber. Same name, different arm. 89-90 sinker. Still has that slurvy slider. He's going to get swings and misses for, to right-handers. The X-Factors in tomorrow's game are the lefties in this lineup. Luis Arise, Trevor Larnick, Max Kepler, Jorge Polanco needs to get going in this series. This is the series where hopefully we see Correa completely break out and Jorge Polanco completely break out. And I don't expect to like, thousand OPS weeks, but just perform to the level that we expect, right? From Correa and from Polanco. And then Buck is the ultimate X factor in any game and in any series. It's going to be Bundy Kluber. Saturday is McClanahan Archer. Sunday is Paddock versus TBD. And whoever TBD is, is going to be good for Tampa. They always are. It looks like maybe a lefty and Josh Fleming. So I would say the twins would very much benefit from winning Friday night. That would put them in the driver's seat because I think Saturday is going to be a challenge with McClanahan and Archer. The Rays know Archer. McClanahan is a tough young lefty who throws in the upper 90s. Twins have struggled with guys like him. Everybody struggles with guys like him. And then Sunday is probably a toss-up game with Paddock against uh, whoever Tampa throws out there because we know whoever they throw out there, again, is going to be solid. So win Friday, that puts you in the, in the driver's seat. That would be eight in a row. Man, that would be really cool. Just keep it rolling. Twins win. Leave a comment, subscribe, like, follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. Follow the show at Lockdown Twins. So glad to be joining you every single day to talk about a competitive baseball team here, at least in the month of April. A year ago now, they were done. They were canceled. They were over. The season was finished, and now it's alive and well, and that's super exciting. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Sully is great. Check out Sully's podcast as well, Lockdown MLB. MLB. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and go Twins.